we love that opening with Ross bringing the couch up the stairs with Chandler and and uh, Rachel from Friends. That's one of our favorite things. Friends was oh, it's always something. In fact, tonight probably when we go to bed, the last thing we'll do is we'll turn on a Friends episode and uh, fall asleep to that because it just makes us laugh. Kind of lightens the day. But welcome to the Parent Pivot Podcast. I'm your co-host Steve Cummings, along with my beautiful bride. My name is Julia. Can I call you my beautiful bride? (laughs) Julia Cummings. We are both uh, pastoral counselors here in the state of Georgia. Julia has her marriage and family therapy degree. I have my master of divinity degree. She has her website called meadowbrookcounselingga.com. You can find me at bringingkingdom.org. And we want to welcome to the Parent Pivot podcast. And the reason why we're pivoting here as parents, a lot of P's in there, is because We have a heart for parents of adult children, and we want to let you know if we keep parenting the same way we did the first 18 years, it is not going to go well for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And so we want to be able to share from our own mistakes uh, and things we've learned. We've had a ton of time in ministry mentoring the generation behind us. They actually enjoy having us around. We have a home church here on Monday nights here at our home in Georgia. Um, but also, we've got a number of friends who have adult children, and they struggle when they become empty nesters, and they don't know how to parent well. And today, we're going to talk about, oh, shoot, what were we talking about, honey? Hold on. We're going to talk about let them fail. Now, yes. what do we mean by that? Well, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Why would we want to let our kids fail? We spend the first <laughs> 18 years, we're going to all their school functions, their sports activities. Nobody wants their kids to fail. I mean, the, the storybook ending is our kids, you know grow up, they go to college, they get straight A's, they land a job, they marry the right person, they have these beautiful grandchildren, everybody lives happily ever after, everybody's successful, there's never any failure, and we all want that. In fact, the one thing we're steering clear of as parents is we don't want our kids to fail. And now here we are, uh, married for 34 years, four adult children, they're in anywhere between the age of 26 and 32, (laughs) thank you. And we're like going, yes, we want to be able to say, let them fail. Yes. Um, And I think the thought behind that, um, I know that many people out there probably listening to this have had children that have been on drugs, Mm -hmm. children that have walked away from the faith that Mm -hmm. is so important to them, Mm -hmm. children who... um, Pregnant out of wedlock? yeah, just, yeah, uh, just made some different choices than they would make. And we're not saying that those necessarily are failures because God is in the work of redeeming. What we're just talking about right. is from our human parenting perspective. Yes, and and that's the thing. I'm not sitting here going, oh, that's bad, right. that's bad, right. any of those things. Here are hearts. Um, the idea is you didn't raise your kids probably with that in mind, right. with that happening, with that thing happening. Um, you may be a parent whose child is living with their, with someone. You may be a parent who has their child that has, um, in any way that you would deem wayward. Um, and I guess the point is there's a lot of pain in that. There is. There's a lot of pain in any of those things. And we've seen that over and over again, as we talk to parents, um, mental illness, another big thing. Um, and I wouldn't even call any of these things failures. We're t- we titled this, um, we title it basically to hook you. Um, <laughs> so don't misinterpret 
are are talking about these things as huge failures in life Mm-mm. or with judgment. Mm-mm. They are things that happen in life. Life is hard. Mm-hmm. We are all trying to get through. Mm-hmm. Life seems to be coming to, seems to be getting harder all yes. the time. Yes. Um, we're watching the world change before us. So please don't read into any of that that we're saying. Um, the point is, and we've made this point over and over and over again, is that our deepest desire, and this is what we need to not lose sight of, our deepest desire is to have a good relationship with our children. Right. So in the midst of all of those things, um, all those decisions that your children can make that you would deem wayward, like I said, um, in the midst of all of that, how do we maintain relationship? Right, and, and through it all, we want to love them as best we can, love them for who they are and not what they do. And that's how the Father looks at us. How can we be a representation of Him to our kids and get out of the way so they can experience the love of a father? Because really, as a, uh, as a parent, whether you're in the first 18-year stage or you're in the partner stage, you know, our goal is to reflect the Father's love to our children and know and understand their hearts. Even when they will fail you, they know what we stand for. We have raised them. They know values. They know right from wrong uh, and things like that. We don't need to hammer it into their heads when they reach 20, 30, 40, 50. We sound like a broken record. And meanwhile, we have fractured relationships. They don't want to come home for Thanksgiving. They don't want to come to Christmas. The phone doesn't ring. There are no text messages. And we wonder why. Because we didn't develop relationships and talk heart to heart and just love them as another human being, not looking at them as, as my you know five-year-old child when they're 35. Right. Yeah. Let me, I want to pose this question. Have you ever, as a parent thought, oh, I can't wait to get my child alone so I can have a conversation with them about this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you have a kid who's um, sleeping with their boyfriend or girlfriend, and that is not something that you think is okay. So you want to have a chance to get them alone. Um, maybe you're having lunch or dinner with them, and you're thinking, oh, good, I will get the chance to talk to them about this thing. And we will couch it in the fact of, oh, pray for me so I can look for an opportunity to talk to my child about this. And we'll manipulate it so it all sounds like this is what the father wants to say to my child in all of that. Right. And the thing that I want to just push at is stop. (laughs) Stop and don't do that. Go to lunch or dinner with your child. Have them over to your house. But just have fun. Just converse with them. Just love on them. Ask them how work is, how their relationship is. Ask them anything in life. But don't take every moment with your child as a moment to teach, teach, lecture, show them where they're wrong, pull out the Bible and show them verses. Because these are the things that they already know. Yes. If you raise your child in the church, they've heard these things. Um... Chances are they know the Bible verses. Um, Second of all, they know how you feel about it. You don't need to keep telling them how you feel about it because they know you. They know 
that this is that they're doing something that you don't necessarily approve of. So I just am being prompted by the spirit as you say that. Can you imagine what the prodigal father felt when that son said, I want my inheritance. I'm out of here. I'm going to go go have fun. He wants to do things. I mean, he didn't sit there and say, no, you shouldn't do that. It's wrong. Um, he didn't, you know, recite all of the Torah and the Jewish law and things like that. He didn't do that. He loved his son for who he was, gave him what he wanted, sent him on his way. Now, I think the hardest thing to do in the world is to be a prodigal parent and sit there and watch your child. Maybe they haven't talked to you in a year, two years, five years. We were just talking to somebody this morning at church who they haven't heard from their son in a long time, and she's hurting as a mom. But it's how do you let go? How do you let them go and fail? They may be um, going in and out of rehab. They, their life may be crashing. How do you, how do you, how do you love them? And it's like you are waiting for the father to stir their hearts. There's so many stories. You were just talking about one before we turn the mics on here about uh, someone that I used to um, was at the school that I worked at, um, and we gave an award. And, and he had an incredible story where he was a, a skateboarder and and just went off with the wrong crowd. And his dad never shook his finger at him, never said, you're doing it wrong, or I want you to do this. He just loved him. Probably got into skateboarding too. And then later on in life, not only does he come to Christ, but um, and I won't go into specific names or anything, but he's, he's, he's come back and become a, a Bible scholar. He's built a successful ministry that if I said it, you would all would know it. And you would never know the fact that he had to go off on his own journey and fail. And God still has him. He has a different trajectory, a different story. Doesn't look like mine. Doesn't look like my wife's. Doesn't look like anybody that I know. But I have to trust the Father that I've got to release them and let them fail. Letting our kids fail is probably about the hardest thing we can do as a partnering parent. Yeah, absolutely. I have a friend who um, at one point she was... uh, talking about her kids and one of them she said he's off creating his um testimony <laughs> i thought that was funny because that says a lot of of how she sees it it's yeah he's making some decisions right now that i don't think are great but his testimony down the line is going to be incredible um to all of you parents who have gotten on this podcast and maybe you're not Christians like us and you kind of go, oh, these people are Christians and they're talking about stuff that we don't um, necessarily believe in. These principles are still very applicable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, There are still things that you value. Maybe someone is a Democrat or a Republican or a Libertarian or an Independent and your child has chosen the opposite way to go. Not to mention the sexuality labels that are out there. Yeah, or and, and that too. There are a lot of different things out there that can create some havoc in the home when that child mm-hmm. comes back into the home. And, um, and conversations can be tense mm-hmm. because you may believe so strongly in what, um, in what you believe, and your child may be going a different way. You may be an atheist, and your child is a Christian. Um, so these principles still apply. Right. Your children can still walk away from things that you have raised them to believe are very important. Right. And they have chosen a different path. And here's a way to know that when you're having that conversation, all of a sudden, we call it being triggered. Something happens and all of a sudden the anxiety in your heart starts to build up 
and we, st- we just we blow right through it. We just react to the conversation and what's going on. And really when that happens, I guess sit there and go, okay, what's going on? Okay, my child just said something that I don't agree with or believe in. Okay, I want to love them in the space that I'm in right now with them and just listen to their heart. Like we talked about a couple podcasts ago, I want to listen. I want to validate well. I want to listen instead of react. I want to be the parent, the more mature one. I want to ask questions. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. They know where I'm coming from, and I don't need to worry about that um, and things. They've learned that, but I, I need to release them and let them be an individual and not see them as my child. They are an adult. Um, they are your adult children, but we're partnering with them, and we want to be able to give them the space so don't react to what you're doing. You're being triggered. Hit the pause button and, and try to transition in that moment to just being a listener, asking good questions and loving them. Because when it's all said and done, that conversation's over, they're going to jump in the car and go home or hang up the phone or whatever. They're going, that went really well. Mm-hmm. I thought mom was going to bite my head off or I thought dad was going to withdraw. But they were there. They loved me and I feel loved by my mom and dad. And that's what you want. Ultimately, that's what you want. You want them that next time something crashes, when they do fail. I'm, not, I'm watching a NASCAR race today, right? You can see the crash coming. It's like, okay, if you make that turn too fast, you're going to go into the wall. Well, sure, shooting. Am I right? Yes. But if I point out to them, hey, you, you went too fast in the wall, they know that. They know that. They don't need to hear it from me again because all I'm doing is cutting off relationship over and over and over again. I need to say, you know what? I'm so sorry. I bet that hurt. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go out to dinner. Let's let's go get a beer. Let's go get some ice cream. Let's go play catch. <laughs> I guess you wouldn't play catch. You could play catch with your adult children, can't you? Yeah, I think our kids would enjoy they, that. They want to play cornhole. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be here for the holidays. We're playing cornhole in Georgia. Yeah, maybe when they're home, we can get them on the podcast. There we go. It'll be fun. Yeah. So anyway, the title of this podcast has been Let Them Fail. I know that's hard to do. It goes against everything logically in our heads, in our hearts. But really, you're trusting the Father to do His redeeming and restorative work, no matter what's going on. Yes, keep praying for them. Yes, keep talking to safe people that will give you the support around you. Julie and I have family and friends around us, so we can verbalize that. We don't keep it inside us. But just keep on your knees and keep trusting the Father. that They belong ultimately belong to Him, and we're partners. We want them calling us. Yes, they might call us from jail. Yes, they might call us from the emergency room. And that's okay, because all we want to do is love them in that space. Anything you want to add before we close? No, just keep at it. Keep at it. Keep loving your kids. Keep keep trusting them, because in turn, they will turn around and trust Yes. Give each other the benefit of the doubt yeah. and watch what God does. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on the Parent Pivot Podcast. Steve and Julia Cummings, we look forward to being with you next time. And have a great rest of your week. <laughs>